Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is day 234. That takes us back to the book of Numbers. Chapter 33 is where we are today. Just a few more chapters left in this wonderful book of the wilderness journeys of Israel. And today we're going to have a, a recounting of the wilderness journeys of the people of God. And uh, it'll come through Moses. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these times that we get to spend together each day in your word, hearing from you. We pray that you would grow us today, teach us, correct us, and train us in righteousness, we pray, through your word and for your glory. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. Numbers chapter 33. These are the stages of the people of Israel. When they went out of the land of Egypt by their companies under the leadership of Moses and Aaron, Moses wrote down their starting places stage by stage by command of the Lord. And these are their stages according to their starting places. They set out from Ramses in the first month on the 15th day of the first month. On the day after the Passover, the people of Israel went out triumphantly in the sight of all the Egyptians while the Egyptians were burying all their firstborn, whom the Lord had struck down among them. On their gods also the Lord executed judgments. So the people of Israel set out from Ramses and camped at Succoth. And they, camped, and they set out from Succoth and camped at Etham, which is on the edge of the wilderness. And they set out from Etham and turned back to Pi-Hahiroth, which is east of Baal-Zephon, and they camped before Migdal. And they set out from before, ha <clears throat> before Hahiroth and passed through the midst of the sea into the wilderness. And they went a three days journey in the wilderness of Etham and camped at Marah. And they set out from Marah and came to Elam. At Elam there were twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees, and they camped there. And they set out from Elam and camped by the Red Sea. And they set out from the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of Sin. And they set out from the wilderness of Sin and camped at Dovka. And they set out from Dovka and camped at Alush. And they set out from Alush and camped at Rephidim, where there was no water for the people to drink. And they set out from Rephidim and camped in the wilderness of Sinai. And they set out from the wilderness of Sinai and camped at Kibroth Hatava, and they set out from Kibroth Hatava and camped at Hazaroth, and they set out from Hazaroth and camped at Rithma, and they set out from Rithma and camped at Rimon Perez, and they set out from Rimon Perez and camped at Libna, and they set out from Libna and camped at Rissa, and they set out from Rissa and camped at Kehelatha, and they set out from Kehelatha and camped at Mount Shefer. And they set out from Mount Shefer and camped at Herida. And they set out from Herida and they camped at Machheloth. And they set out from Machheloth and camped at Tehoth. And they set out from Tehoth and camped at Terah. And they set out from Terah and camped at Mithka. And they set out from Mithka and camped at Hashmona. And they set out from Hashmona and camped at Moseroth. And they set out from Moseroth and camped at Bene Jakan. And they set out from Bene Jakan and camped at Hor Hagadad. Hagadgad. 
And they set out from Hor Hagidgad and camped at Jothatha. <clears throat> and they set out from Jothatha and camped at Ob- Abrona. And they set out from Abrona and camped at Ezion Geber. And they set out from Ezion Geber and camped in the wilderness of Zin, that is Kadesh. And they set out from Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor on the edge of the land of Edom. And Aaron the priest went up from Mount Hor at the command of the Lord and died there in the 40th year after the people of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt on the first day of the fifth month. And Aaron was 123 years old when he died on Mount Hor. And the Canaanite, the king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, in the land of Canaan, heard of the coming of the people of Israel. And they set out from Mount Hor, and they camped at Zalmona. And they set out from Zalmona, and they camped at Punon. And they set out from Punon, and they camped at Oboth. And they set out from Oboth, and they camped at Ea Abarim, in the territory of Moab. And they set out from Iam, and they camped at Dibon Gad. And they set out from Dibon Gad, and camped at Almon Diblathame. And they set out from Almon Diblathame and camped in the mountains of Abarim before Nebo. And they set out from the mountains of Abarim and camped in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho. They camped by the Jordan from Beth Jeshemoth as far as Abel Shittim on the plains of Moab. And the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jericho, by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you pass over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you and destroy all their figured stones and destroy all their metal images and demolish all their high places. And you shall take possession of the land and settle in it. For I have given the land to you to possess it. You shall inherit the land by lot, according to your clans. To a large tribe you shall give a large inheritance, and to a small tribe you shall give a small inheritance. Wherever the lot falls for anyone, that shall be his. According to the tribes of your fathers, you shall inherit. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then those of them whom you let remain shall be as barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall trouble you in the land where you dwell, and I will do to you as I thought to do to them. That is Numbers chapter 33, and I am very glad to be done reading that chapter out loud, and I apologize for names that I butchered. You know, it's just interesting. You get to this point, and you kind of understand the numbering of the people. The first generation and the second generation. It makes sense that God would give us an accounting for how many people came out of Egypt and then how many people were in that second generation preparing to go into the land of Canaan. It shows the faithfulness of God to keep his promises. It also shows the justice of God to execute wrath on all those whom he has uh, condemned for their unbelief. But this long list of names, like every single place where Israel camped 
in the course of 40 plus years of wandering in the wilderness, what is this? What is the purpose of this? Well, I think one thing that we can see from this very powerfully is that God orders every step of our journey through this life, including, you know, not just our personal journey, because he does, but also the journey of his church through the wilderness of this world and into the promised land of the new heavens and the new earth. You see, we are the church and we are a company of pilgrims. We learned yesterday in Philippians chapter 2 that we are to have the mind of Christ. And Christ was rejected and despised. And he humbled himself and he was obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And there, then God highly exalted him. Well, here, the people of Israel, through their sin, were humbled by God and were put through trial after trial and stop after stop and battle after battle and some battles they won and some battles they lost. We forget sometimes the battles they lost, but remember when they charged up to go into Canaan after God said, you're not going to go up, they got beaten back very easily. And where God would not allow them to go, he said, you can't go into Edom. They weren't allowed to go into Edom. They would not have won that battle. So God appoints victory for his people. God also appoints defeat for his people. God appoints times of testing for his people. God appoints provision and, and blessing for his people. God brings curses and consequences, but then God also brings salvation from those curses and consequences. Every step, every stage of the journey, both our personal journeys through the wilderness of this world, as well as the journey of Christ's church through the church age, through the wilderness of this world, is supervised by God, and he knows it all, and he has a purpose for it all. There is nothing in your life that is just an accident. There's no place where God leads you, where God has you, that is purposeless, or that is simply wilderness wanderings. You see, we can talk about 40 years of wilderness wanderings, but you really, in God's providence and under God's supervising care, they were not wandering in the wilderness. They were led by the Lord each step of the way. Remember, they how did they know that it was time to move on? Well, the Lord would lift up the cloud and go on. And they would pack up camp and they would follow on. How did they know where to stop? The Lord would stop with a pillar of cloud and they would stop and they would make camp there centered around the pillar of cloud. They were always had their eyes on the Lord. They weren't always obedient. They weren't always faithful. In fact, they were sometimes outright faithless, but they were always led by the Lord. And every morning, what did they have? Manna. And what did they have? Water from the rock. Because God's provision was faithful despite their faithlessness. So here we are in this life. You know, I'm 48 years old. My sister just recently celebrated her 50th birthday. And so now I'm the youngest four in my family. And all three of my older siblings are now in their 50s. And I'm going to be there soon. Another year and a half, I'll be 50. And it's like this check, like half a century, 50 years, you know, 48 years for me. And, you know, we've been married. Beth and I have been married for 24 plus years. We're coming up on our 25th anniversary in June. And so, you know, I'll be 50 and we'll be married for 25 years, you know, right around that time. And it's just a sobering, like, where am I in my life? And what is so comforting to know is that every step of the way, 
every stop along life's journey, God has been in control. And what has been really consistent, despite my inconsistencies, my failings, my flaws, my faithlessness at times, which is very, very real and very, very humbling, what is consistent is God's presence has always been with me, and he's always fed me with the manna from heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, and I've always had water from the rock, the Holy Spirit living in me since I came to know the Lord at a very young age. Have I sinned? Yes. Have I disobeyed God? Yes. Have I rebelled? Yes. Have I been humbled and disciplined because of that? Yes. Have I at times seen obedience and fruitful ministry? Yes. Bless the Lord. I've seen victory and I've seen fruit come. And that's your testimony too. And that's the testimony of the church. And so we can rejoice and we can praise God because ultimately he is faithful. His presence, his provision, his protection is faithful. No matter how many places we may wander, we're not really wandering because the Lord is always with us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your unfailing love, your perfect presence and provision and protection. You order all things according to your hand. That doesn't mean we are always doing what's right and you're always happy with everything in our lives, but you're always in control. You're always with us and you're always providing for all of our needs. We praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, what a wonderful encouragement from an unexpected chapter, right? Numbers 33. Join us tomorrow for Numbers 34. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.